So we're in the middle of uh, the end of we're in the middle of Parak Base over here. So the Alter Rebbe, we went, yesterday we discussed the, the development of the child, right? We spoke about the concept of the fact that the a fetus develops, the embryo develops from the semen of the father, and even the toenails are developed from the father. Everything comes from the father. That means, at the end of the day, even though the child is <coughs> is now a totally independent existence for itself, nevertheless, it becomes a it, it, it's still attached from on its essence. It's attached to it's attached to to the to the father. Therefore, Dalthreb is going to say that this is precisely the same exact situation that takes place by a uh, by a uh, by us with God. We said that our souls come from the essence of God, but yet it goes through this process, this evolutionary process that makes it change, develops a certain personality, a certain disposition, or whatever it may be. So th- what we're actually holding is on towards the bottom of the page. He says, likewise, this is the same thing, So let's just talk about a little bit of the Seder Hishtalshlis process, okay, about this... Uh, evolutionary process, the, the spiritual evolution. So everything in the physical world manifests, comes about from a spiritual source, right? So the spiritual source, being spiritual obviously, needs to go through a process in order to develop it from the spiritual to make it physical. So let's say light, light is essentially physical. It's, it's light is, is, is stems from a spiritual entity. The way it manifests in this world is that it's physical, right? Light has physical properties. But that goes through an evolutionary process from the spirit to the spirit to the physical, right? That's the idea of Seder Hishtashlis. Now, generally speaking, the process of Seder Hishtashlis refers to Nivroim, creations. So let's just use a very simplified, simplified, let's just use a simple example to understand this concept a little bit better. When I have an idea, Right? Let's say I come up with a brainstorm. Right? I want to I wanna make a lot of money, so I come up with an idea of how to make money, and I'm thinking about, I don't know, I come up with the idea of Facebook. Right? And I develop the idea. So first there's the Barak HaMavrik, there's the Chochmah, there's the flash of inspiration, the, 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 the creative inspiration that comes up in my mind. Then I have to flesh out the, how to make it work. So if I know anything about... Uh, the, the, the designing and I know about computers and I know about app making or whatever it will be okay Facebook is not an app it could be an app but the point is is that if I know if I'm if I'm technically savvy if I have some knowledge about these things so then I could I could utilize my Bina which is analyzing what I need how to do it and do it in a way and then eventually once I have the product built and developed, then I start using my DAS, which is how to get that out there to the world, right? Which is when I connect to my emotions, where I start having a certain passionate relationship to my, 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 my product that I made, and now I'm going to go advertise it, and right? And that's mouthful, so I start making it public. I, go, I use my Machshava Deeper Amaisa to publicize this information out to the world. There's WhatsApp out there, there's Facebook, whatever, whatever the, 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 the idea is. See how creative I am. I'm thinking about things that were already created. But the idea is that th- this is what happens, right? So there's a process from my state of Chochmah all the way down into physical action, yeah? So now, in the development stage of Chochmah, the idea in the realm of Chochmah is just that. It's just an idea. It's purely spiritual. It has nothing, no physical 
element to it. There's nothing physical about it. Once I develop it through Bina, once I take it into the world of action or analyze it for uh, analyze it, and then I break it down into an idea from the idea into to make it into something real. Through that process, it comes into a very physical type of existence. It comes into a real thing, right? But this is something which exists already, at least in a potential state, in the world of ideas, right? I'm creating it only from the fact that I've taken it out of the world of unconscious ideas into a conscious state. That's the only thing I've done. Meaning the idea of, of Facebook is not something that's completely changing the fabric of creation. It's, it's within the fabric of creation. It's within the fabric of, 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 of uh, the internet. It's within the fabric of, of, of communication. There's a concept already in there that could have Facebook. It's like, you know, they say, let's say Newton discovered, or at least developed calculus. But he didn't necessarily know that they're going to use calculus a few hundred years later how to go land on the moon. That means in calculus, though, was already the principles, the mathematical equations of how to land on the moon, how to calculate how much pressure you need, etc., how much fuel you need, whatever it is, the distance, whatever it may be. So that those things are things which are already, this is also the explanation why it says that everything is already given from Moshe Messinae. So the question is, how is everything given from Moshe Messinae? There's a lot of things that came later. So the answer is, Gemara says, for example, there's a Gemara Menachas, the Gemara says that Moshe Rabbeinu asked God, he saw God making crowns on top of the letters in the Torah, there's crowns on top of certain letters, right? Shatnitz gates. Those letters have, those letters have crowns on them. So Moshe Rabbeinu goes to God, he says, what are you doing? What are you making these crowns for? What, what, what do we need crowns for? So he says, there's going to later be a great, great Talmud Chochem who's going to expound many, many halachas from these crowns. And he takes them, he shoots them back, he shoots them in, 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 he goes to, into a time machine, and he shoots them into the future, into, and he sends them into the classroom of Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Akiva is teaching his students, Rabbi Akiva, what? It says that, that's what Gemara says. And he's seeing Rabbi Akiva teaching, and he's teaching, and he's expounding these halachas from the crowns of the letters. So it says, Moshe Rabbeinu felt very, like, What's the word? He felt uh, very uh, inferior. He felt very bad. He felt like, what do you mean? I, I was the one who was given the turn. I don't know what these means. And he knows what it means. Rabbi Kiva knows what it means. And then it says, that Gemara says, the students asked him, where do you know this from? I know. So he answered, I know it all. Halacha, I know from Moshe Messina. <laughs> so here, Moshe Rabbein is present at the time. He doesn't know what he's talking about, but it's all from Moshe Messina, right? So this is the obvious question. It doesn't make any sense. How is that possible? So what's the answer? So one of the answers is given, the Archaim says this answer, and it's a very straightforward, logical answer. Moshe Rabbeinu was given the principles of everything in the Torah. That means nothing is new. Once, once the Torah was given, the Gemara says, Eilah mitzvahs, You can't make new Torahs. There's nothing that could come after the Torah was given. There's no new Torah. However, the fleshing out, the development, the evolutionary process of the Torah, taking, starting from its principles and taking from there to bring it down into a very practical or, into a, or bringing out its, its, it, the way it's applicable in certain situations, that is something that Moshe Rabbeinu not necessarily was fully aware of. That's so one answer. More fleshing out than actually. Oh, so there's a mimer of the Rebbe where the Rebbe actually explains and highlights this difference. The mimer explains that there's a difference between when we say about chiddush is chiddush 
a real yesh ma'ayin chiddush or is chiddush gili ahalem? Gili ma'ahalem. So the Rebbe says the chiddush that we know of is really gili ma'ahalem. Says kol ma'ash shetal midvosik osid l'chadish hakol nit l'moishim misinai. So it sounds like a contradiction. Anything that a, a seasoned student will be mechadish was already given from Moshe Messinai. So one second, is it a Chiddush or is it given Moshe Messinai? So the answer is, is that Moshe Messinai was the principles were established, but that's in the principle state, you don't necessarily see the full, the full, the full thrust of it. Uh, I did a video that was posted yesterday about uh, Tanya and um, uh, about uh, whether you should drop your therapist and learn Tanya. So, 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 in, 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 in the, so my basic, the thrust of my answer was basically is that they're two separate things. You can't necessarily connect the two. Therapy is working with specific issues and you have, you know, specific problems and you need special help for dealing with specific problems. You can't just rely on, you know, going to uh, learning Tanya to get help for chronic depression. However, in Tanya, there is principles in Tanya, and through recognizing the principles and being able to flesh out the principles and practically bringing out from the principles the ideas in a real psychological way, you could learn how to deal and cope with certain issues. There's definitely that possibility. And as we explained when we spoke about the, in, in, the, in, the, in the introduction of Tanya, that, that's basically what Alter Rebbe does. He creates principles for us. But that's the idea of a principle. A principle is the idea is already there in existence. So the creative idea of, of WhatsApp or the creative idea of Facebook was already potentially in existence. Then... But the, uh, Alan Vosik does theoretically get that credit, sort of? He or? gets the credit for fleshing it out, yeah. It's his, it's his chiddush, it's attributed to him because he was the one that had, was zeicha, so to speak, to bring it out into, the, into our world, to make it revealed to, our, to us. So, so, so we look at Facebook and we give a credit to, uh, what's his name, Zuckerberg, whatever the guy's name Mark is. Zuckerberg. What? Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. So, so that idea is though, so, so, but it's, so it's already something within the potential of creation and then you're fleshing it out through a process of chokhmah, bina, into emotions, into mice, into something actual. By God, the neshama, the neshama starts out being, as we said, blown out of God. It's something within God that's blown out of God. It's not, it's not in a development stage yet. There's an initial state of it being a pure essence, being an essence of God, like similar to the semen of the Father, which is purely coming from a pure essence. It's coming from the essence of God, of, of the Father. In that state, it's fully potential. It's possible. Then it goes through a process of evolution. It has to develop. It has to become a child. It has to develop a head. And, 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 uh, is Alfred saying that the essence of a person has neurological functions, or he's just... It's a marshal. It doesn't obviously match up within the, the, you know, essence doesn't refer to your neurological functions. We're not going to say that the, the synapse of the person is, is the essence. But in the sense of how could we relate to the fact, let's say, DNA. Alfred doesn't say DNA here, but the fact that the DNA of the person is 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 every part of the person has the DNA, his DNA in him is so to speak represents an essence of the person, right? So 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 the idea is is that starting off from the start the the, the startup point the, the the essence point the, the point of where the soul was blown out of God, then it evolved goes through a process of evolution, but the startup point is the same. Now. Going through the realms of Abiyav, Atzilus, Briyatsiyasiya, going through that, those four stages of consciousness have an, has a major impact on the development of the soul. So let's just explain that idea for, for a few minutes over here. First of all, what, when we speak about the four worlds, right? 
I think in the Hasidic, the Hasidic her heritage series, the English, they probably have it here in Zal, there's one of the volumes is called, a mimer called The Four Worlds by the Friedrich Rebbe, which goes through all the four worlds, Atzilus, Briyad, Siyasir. But when we're talking about the four worlds, what, what does the four worlds mean? Right, what does it mean there's the four worlds? So generally speaking, the four worlds represents four levels of consciousness. That means it's not that there are four different spaces. It's not a dual. It's not a dual dimensional element necessarily. It's maybe it is a dual dimension. But the point is, it's at a different level of consciousness you're in, and the consciousness you're in has a certain reality attached to it. That means us human beings in the physical conscious reality, we look at the world very physically, and we see things cause and effect very physically. We see the tr we see the progression of things from a very logical scientific way. That's within this world, within the consciousness of this world, the reality of this world. Once you ascend into the spiritual realms, so that in the spiritual realms, there's generally four levels, there's generally four stages of conscious development. From the most abstract, the most spiritual, or the most God, what? Aware, maybe that's a good word, right? Consciousness and awareness, right? The most aware, have the greatest awareness of the, of the truth of the existence, meaning you're the closest to the creator in that sense. You're aware of God on the highest of levels. And slowly, as you get lower and lower and lower, that consciousness changes because the world changes. The oilam, that world that's in it, oilam, alosh, and helam, as Chassidus always says, a world means concealment. There's a certain concealment of the reality of the truth. And because you don't see the truth in its fullest sense, so the consciousness of that world, the awareness of that world changes. The realities of that world changes. So, Atzilus, Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. No, I'm saying the conscious mind. What? What are the four levels of like the, the conscious mind or subconscious mind, whatever you're saying? No, so, so these four worlds we're not all in tune with. It generally correlates to the different levels of the soul. That's generally where it correlates to. But we, we in our own consciousness don't necessarily have the ability. We're more dominantly focused on our conscious reality based on where our soul resides. Our soul mainly resides in the consciousness of Malchus, the Malchus of Asiya, which means... Well, we originate in Asiya Ruchni and then now we're in Asiya Gashmi. But we, we, the, the, the most of our awareness of God, so to speak, is Malchus the Malchus of Asiya Ruchni. That means, in the sense of our personal comprehension or, 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 or awareness of God, it's very, very low, right? Take, for example, though, the Neshama of the Rebbe, the Neshama of Atzilus. There, there the consciousness is a much higher level, right? There the consciousness of God is on a much higher level. So the Rebbe's re reality, the Rebbe's consciousness, the, the Rebbe's re awareness of God is on a totally different perspective than, 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 than mine. We mentioned yesterday the story about the Chassid who came to the Tzemach Tzedek, whether it was the Chassid or whatever, said it, and he doesn't believe in God, right? So the Tzemach Tzedek asked him, does he, know that the, does he know that there's a czar? Right, so he says, of course I know there's a czar. So he says, how do you know there's a czar? He says, what do you mean? My brother is a big shot. He's, he's, he does a lot of business, and he does business with big noblemen in Petersburg, and the noblemen tell him that there's a czar, and therefore I know there's a czar. <laughs> Right? So obviously, also that's how you know that there's a czar, because you have a brother who works with businessmen who are noblemen who know that there's a czar. He says, I know there's a God. Believe me, you know someone who knows God. Right? But the truth is, is that from the Tzemach Tzedek, 
he lives in the world of Atzilus. In his consciousness, God is not is not something I have to. There's an expression in Chassidus brought in other places. The transformation between Olam and before Olam, the world, the, the the level of world before the level of world, meaning before Atzilus and after Atzilus, is that before Atzilus, it was Olam is and Lakus bepshitus. After Atzilus, after Olamus, in Biyah, it's the other way around. It's a Lekus Peschachus and Olamus Pepshitus. What does that mean? Very simply, before the creation of worlds, the simplest, most obvious reality was God, or godliness. The idea of a world was infathomable, was not realistic. And from that came out, through Yeshmaim came out a world, right? Now, living through the consciousness of Biyah, it's the other way around. The fact that there's a world, that's obvious. That's what makes sense. The fact that there's a God doesn't make sense. That's something that it seems to be unfathomable. That seems to be far removed from us, right? That's what Biyah has created. Each Olam is a further limitation, a further uh, 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 removal from the reality and the truth and seeing the way things really are. Within ourselves, we could relate to this on some level as well. Let's take, for example, we've mentioned this idea also before. So, who am I? So, if I would ask any one of you, who am I? You'll know me from the way you perceive me. But that's not me. Not only is it not me, even in myself, it's not something that is something that I attach myself to. The way you perceive me is not necessarily the way I relate to myself. Furthermore, in myself, there is my emotions, there's my intellect. Is that me? That's not either me. It's what I'm conscious of. I'm conscious of certain emotions at certain times. I'm not conscious of every emotion. I'm conscious of certain intellectual thoughts at certain times. I'm conscious of every thought, right? There's, there's the subconscious realm. That's why sometimes we feel anxious at times. We don't know why. Why are we, why are we feeling anxious? We don't realize it was a trigger subconsciously that makes us feel anxious, but we don't understand. We don't know what the trigger was. Or we feel upset, we feel hurt, we feel negative. We don't know what the trigger was. That's a subconscious trigger. We're not conscious of every single moment, reason of why we got negative. A lot of times you go through therapy. Therapy tries to help you recognize the subconscious triggers. To recognize why you get depressed, why you're getting anxious, why you think that. Whatever. Same thing as intellectually. Sometimes you don't realize what triggered a whole way of thinking that all of a sudden came to you. It was a whole subconscious process. Does it work? Does what work? Therapy? Yeah if you allow it to work. So, um, the idea is, is that when you have, so in my own world, there are so many different layers. There's so many different layers. In other words, there's different realms of consciousness. There's deeper states of consciousness. So when, what I give you? off, what? Do you know you? Right, that's a very good question. Do I really know me? I probably don't really know me. Right? And the real essence of me is so far, so deep, is what they call, let's say, the superconscious state. I'm not so in tune with that. I can maybe see certain things that happen that prove that there must be that state, but I don't necessarily know what it is. I can't touch it. I can't, right? So for someone else, they for sure don't see it. Most people, at least. They for sure don't see it. Then you have certain people that are a little more intuitive that could get into the deeper side. They could sense certain things deeper within a person. The Rebbe could get into your essence. Why? Because as we mentioned yesterday, he's a Neshama Kolos. He has your soul within his soul. So it's not really for him looking into your soul so deeply. It's more looking at himself and being aware of himself. 
But this, again, you see these stages of consciousness that the more you're removed from a different stage of consciousness, the more watered down, the more, the more helim, the more concealment of the truth becomes. So you're going to say is, who's mental zirkin? Well, depending what you heard about me or what you think about me or what you perceive about me, that's who I am. Is that who I am? That's not who I am. So that's like living in the world of Asiyagashmis. Who's God? The way I see God through the world of Asiyagashmis. Is that who God is? That's a far cry from what who God is. But that's the consciousness of the way it is. So the Nishama, as the Nishama is descending from the essence, from the state of the breath of God into a state of worlds, each world has a different state of consciousness. And as it descends further and further and further, it develops a more concealed element of God and a more revealed essence of, a more revealed element of self. That means it focuses more on self and less of God. You're on the lowest level, which, level, which world are you passing? You pass everything. Even so if, I'm on, if I come from like Asiya, Gajmi, whatever, I'm not passing that Asiya's I am. I'm on bottom, no? I am passing those, but I'm passing it on such a deep subconscious, unconscious space. I don't. Ha I don't remember any of that process. My soul does. I don't consciously remember. Being attached to the Reb is what the, which is what the Alter Reb. Very much suppressed. So the Alter Rebbe says, how do you ever get in tune with it? That's why you need it. Alter Rebbe says, yeah, you need a Rebbe. That's why you need to be in tune with the Rebbe, because when you're in tune with the Talmud Chacham here, he says, you're in tune with the Rebbe, who is aware of that state that you have, he could reveal it within you and make you become aware of it. We ourselves can't become aware of it. But this is why we could all start off within the same source as the Alter Rebbe. What does it say, Talmud Chacham? the top of Zayin Amr Aleph. Us on our own level can't become aware of it. But the Rebbe could tell us what, what's going on there. Right? So through Chsidis, Chsidis, right, so what's, what's, what does Chsidis try to do? Chsidis tries to take us on this journey of allowing us to travel back into our deeper consciousness and become more aware of these experiences that we do have, but like you said, have become suppressed on some level. And therefore, when you learn Chsidis and you learn Chsidis seriously, properly, you actually start recognizing, oh, this makes sense. Why does it make sense? Not because it's rationally makes sense. It makes sense because you've been there. You know what it's all about. They say about certain people like the Rambam. The Rambam was able to perceive the world of Bria on his own. Right? They say even Aristotle. I think the Rebbe Rashab says that Aristotle, who wasn't Jewish, with his brain ability was able to transcend the physical limitations of reality and were able to transcend into the world of Yitzira or maybe even Bria also. Yeah, his mind was such, his intellect was so powerful, he was able to recognize a perception of truth from a much deeper state of consciousness. Is there something that you're Sounds born like with? Like like the more, are you born with more intellect? Like how, like some yeah, people some people are born with more capabilities intellectually, absolutely. There's definitely, that's, that, that's for sure. Can you switch it around if you have lower intellect? You could work on it for sure. Every person has the same infinite ability. The question is how much it's manifested into the Kaylee, how much it's become into the reality. That's where the difference is.
So the bottom line is, is that through our, pro what Chassidus basically then does is tries to make us aware that this is what's really going on and allows us to ascend back up, back into Asiya, back, back into Yitzira, back into Bria. And as al will explain in later chapters, when we do certain acts of Torah, certain acts of mitzvahs, certain acts of tefillah, we actually then get ourselves in tune with certain states of consciousness that we've been suppressed or we've become very unconscious of. So, he didn't, I, if he entered these like levels, he, he, didn't, he never felt God. I, I he did. Aristotle, Aristotle believed in God. Aristotle was a believer. He wasn't Jewish. There is a medrash. Some want to say that Aristotle was safe. Yama became a Jew, but I don't know. Lepoil Mamish, he wasn't Jewish. He was one of the great Greek philosophers. It's 250, 2,500 years ago we're talking about. Right? He was the teacher of Alexander the Great. So it's a long, long time ago. But the idea is. So just to finish off, basically what the Rebbe is saying in today's, in what we're saying here in Tanya is that thinking about this process of development, the soul starts off all in the same place. The question is how far down did it come to? What state of consciousness did it, it land in? Right? So our souls are predominantly from Malchus to Malchus of Asiya, which means that our reality, I remember someone once asking me, a former student asked me years ago, he wanted to know, he says, could we transcend our awareness of God beyond Malchus to Malchus of Asiya? In other words, is it possible for us on our own to meditate enough to get beyond it? It's a good question. Because seemingly from, from what's, what we're saying is, is that our conscious state is Malchus to Malchus of Asiya. That's the maximum we could relate to God. The Rebbe could tr let us transcend further. So I said through Chassidus, it takes you on this journey to take you above it. You could actually bring back the memories. It's like suppressed, deep suppressed memories, deep suppressed conscious memories that come back once you trigger it, right? And that's the idea that Chassidus tries to do, is allow you to trigger it. But that's only once we appreciate that we've been there. And it's part of the process. And being connected to the Rebbe allows that idea to develop. So this is how the Alt Rebbe answers the question of how is it possible to say on the one hand that we all have an essence of God. And at the same time, there's so many different levels of people different levels of neshamas, there's tzaddikim and there's people on the lower end of the spectrum. How could there be such vast differences, such a gulf between different levels? And the answer is, is because each person ascends to a different state of consciousness, has more, some have more of attachment to chokhmah batzilus or tzatzilus, others are to bria, to bria, some to yitzir, some to asiyah. And depending on that level of where you get so to speak, your final destination ends up being, that will be the reality your consciousness that you have, and therefore you can have a different focus, a different feeling, a different connection to godliness and as a whole. As a whole. And therefore why, and this is why Perak Beza is always very broad, always as the source of why you need a Rebbe. You need a Rebbe because you need someone to tell you what's going on in your inner psyche, in your deeper psyche, your deeper conscious Does the Rebbe have to be like, physically alive? Well, you can listen to his Torah, you can listen to his chassidus, and he can tell you that. But through yechidus, through a one-on-one -on -one yechidus, usually that's what the Rebbe would do, would tell you, you know, direct you, guide you. If you believe you write into Igris and get answers to Igris, that could be a way of getting an answer or something like that. Okay, we'll stop over here. Oh, you saw my